So do we get to have like a brand new intro for this patron episode? What is it? So like, this is not being released to the general public or it is? No, it is being released to the general public. In fact, but this it's... was kind of my intro, Vanessa. Okay. Because I was going to sing if it was for our Patreon friends. I was going to write It'll a go, This one, this first episode will go out to the, to the masses, but just as kind of like a sneak peek of what the Patreon would be like. Okay, so it's so we it gotta make like, it really good. Sorry, it'd be I like Patreon, Patreon, Patreon on on Patreon. Here we are on Patreon. You'll never get this content unless you're on Patreon. Is that something? Can we do a jingle like that? Would that work? That is absolutely perfect in every way, <laughs> including the jazz hands. I wish they could see you. Well, welcome to Beyond the Mouse's uh, patron only episode although i will tell you that the patrons of our show were so nice this month we mentioned we asked the, their permission we said hey can we go ahead and release this to everybody then that way everybody can get a chance to check out the kind of content or episodes that we plan to do at least once a month here um to let them know kind of what it's going to be like if you join our patron uh patreon at the six dollar tier and up so Thank you to our patrons for allowing everybody else to join in on the fun. And so what we decided to do, normally I think these episodes I think can be really sort of, I think whatever the mood strikes us to be. But I did mention, at least on the Patreon when I set it up, that for some reason I'm having the hardest time saying Patreon tonight. The Patreon, when I set it up, that we would do things like Disney News or whatever, like more of behind the scenes of the uh, different aspects of the show as well. So, you know, I, tonight we decided to do a AMA, which what does that mean, Vanessa? Um, it, <laughs> it means ask me anything, but also means American Music Awards. It does. American Brett. Medical Association. Uh -huh. Brett, yeah. did you know what AMA stood for? Because no. Vanessa always gives me no. the hardest time about acronyms. But guys, AMA is a thing. It is oh. absolutely a thing. Oh. Trust I me, Craig, you're so giving me an equally great. hard time with acronyms. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Brett, how are you? I didn't even get a chance to like say hi to you. Oh, well, hi. I'm good. Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> well, on a set sunday night Hopefully I won't be a pumpkin <laughs> are you excited it is the to... season it is that season i could be a pumpkin at any time you're right <laughs> you're right are you you could be like one of those adorable baby pumpkins can we get you like one of those adorable, adorable outfits baby pumpkin what's a baby pumpkin you know like the pumpkin uh costumes for like one-year-olds my dog um... has a has a pumpkin costume we could try it on brett yeah um sure i'll uh, no <laughs> like, like i'm very much into you know helping things out but i just don't i don't want to stretch out a baby's costume you know pumpkin costume costume oh vanessa we'll see you know because because we're great fans of adam hatton and gary c you know we could be not a pump no still a pumpkin still, still a, pumpkin. a pumpkin yeah that's see, right so that's a, you know, so <laughs> that's shout a out to gary series. c Mm -hmm. absolutely he that that outfit is amazing that he he wears just about every halloween t-shirts so. now too yeah yes Excellent. print on demand 
and you could i'm sorry that's the, we're we're promoting their show but it's I know, print on demand we, and we and there's to, um, and they're shipping out of the united states and you and uk now we have to they've, come they've up with our big. own cool phrases so we can have fun t-shirts mumu shiru yeah mumu shiru we what would I um i always thought it'd be fun. <laughs> this is a little shady oh no i always thought it'd be shady. fun if we had a bingo card that if like the listeners could play along with like if we said something like if okay sorry i'm sorry brett but this is one of the things like okay. if you mentioned going to d23 like they that they would you know mark off a a square like if Craig talks mm -hmm. about running, mark off a square. You know uh -huh. what I mean? I don't know mm -hmm. what mine would be, but I you know the listeners don't ever hear this, but you're always walking your dog, always. Like you're like oh, sorry, I can't do that. I'm walking my dog, and I mean the listeners wouldn't know I that, am. but like that dog is you walk the dog just as much as I run. Cool. This is why I say, like, I you'd be surprised that, like, I'm not, like, a super skinny person because I'm always walking this dog. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, catchphrases. You know what? Uh, patrons, you go ahead and send us some of your favorite catchphrases that we do. I'm sure they're out there. In fact, I'm absolutely sure that they are out there. Because oh, I absolutely. Say absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely is my go-to that's my um that's what i try to do as like my vocal pause when i'm trying to think that's of the next thing though. i'm gonna say absolutely that's every time and it's gone into my like everyday life now it's kind of crossed over from podcasting but let's dive into some of these questions oh vanessa you well, have your i was hand just raised. gonna say the funny thing is is that i think it's a very good transition so mm -hmm. if, if we have any central illinois listeners of community voices, <laughs> you'll hear me stealing that from Craig. That's how I transition out Absolutely. a lot of my questions. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've heard it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I may have heard that once or twice on oh your my community voices show. All the time, all the time now. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm having such a positive influence on you. But let's get to these questions because we did get a bunch of questions from our listeners and from our patrons. And I'll tell you what, these are primarily Disney, but some of them don't have to be Disney. So let's start off with the question that Greg put out there, which is, I think we've kind of addressed this maybe in bits and pieces on like different interviews and things like that. But how did Beyond the Mouse start and how did you all meet? So gosh, what do we do here? Like, it's like different perspectives on how we met, how we became this trio. But Vanessa, why don't you go? Well, <laughs> who can remember that far? back into history um it was definitely in the before times uh, for sure it was in the before times i'm trying to think i'm sure i met brett first because brett and i used to talk about it. well i used to work at a theater and brett would come in and how did we find out we both you know what brett i think it was because we were in the adams family musical together and mm -hmm. i it was in the it was like what august september mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. and i remember that i was really feeling antsy like i wanted to go to mickey's not so scary halloween party mm -hmm. and i was asking you about it backstage and then i think that's when you found out i was a disney person and then you started to come visit me <laughs> in my office now to be to, to be honest i mean you know i usually had business generally had business yes. and then i would work into a conversation <laughs> about disney and yes they would, right but, but the thing is i don't remember meeting you craig <laughs> well i think honestly you, you know were. i think it was 
Well, Craig, I'm sorry. Not, um, you know, how I came to Beyond the Mouse is that Craig asked me to do a movie review for Moana. Mm-hmm. And and then I said, you know, um, my friend Vanessa <laughs> is very a very kind. big Disney fan too. Would would you mind if she joined us? I think that's how that, that happened. Is, so. That is exactly. I can give all the credit for me being on the show to Brett. But I have to say, <laughs> Brett, do you remember though, either when first hearing about Craig or meeting Craig for the first time? Because I can't remember. Oh, well, I, oh, I know. So I know exactly. <laughs> no, I know exactly. It was at auditions. Uh, auditions? It was for auditions what? for Muni. Yeah, and I was in on 2010, staff. right? Yeah, I was on staff for uh, for a show. And and Craig and his lovely wife, um, Anna, were the cute, cute, the cute couple. Well, we've got it. We've got it. I hope someone casts the cute couple. So I'm that's how I like... became aware of him. I feel like I, think, I might have yeah. met, been aware of Craig, like maybe from Spam a lot. Probably. Probably, yeah. I mean, I definitely remember seeing you in some shows, Vanessa, when we first were in town. And then I, like, Brett, I just always knew you as the Disney guy. Like, there are some people that are just like, you know, no Disney. And so when I was starting Beyond the Mouse and kind of, Figuring out like its way, like those first few episodes really are so much more movie focused because that's what the podcast was all about. That's what the Front Row Network was all about. And then it really was bringing you on for Moana. And then you brought Vanessa along with. And actually for a while there, Kevin Kulovic was kind of a unofficial co-host as well because we would actually use his house for recording. And he was on a (laughs) bunch of those early episodes. He'll be coming back, by the way. We actually uh, will be joined by Kevin Kulovic probably after he's done uh, directing a show in the relatively near future. But, you know, it like, I just remember it really clicked for that Moana episode. And then I do uh, recall asking if you all wanted to join as co-hosts for a once or maybe twice a month show uh, that would be (laughs) beyond the mouse. And then now here it is that we not only are doing four shows a month, but we're also doing bonus shows now. So uh, I don't know, Vanessa, if you really want to thank Brett for bringing you along or if you want no, to I do. not I, thank him. I like that whenever you say that, Brett and I look at each other knowingly. <laughs> knowingly, as our eyes go ooga. I mean, you know. But yeah, it was it definitely, goes... a, yeah, it was definitely a mutual love for Disney that kind of brought us all together and glad that it did because we've had some incredible experiences. And, you know, I think um, Greg actually asked another question. He asked a bunch of questions, so we're going to go to his later. But this was another one that I think transitions pretty well because it says, given the incredible interviews that you've had, would you now or have you ever considered journalism as a full-time career? And I think we should probably say that, turns out, Vanessa you did become a journalist as a full-time career. Now you also uh, you had actually done uh, written media and you were on the radio uh, in yeah. prior careers as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting because I did work in radio for a little bit and worked for paper. And then I worked at a theater for a really, really long time. And then this job opened up at NPR Illinois. And I remember Craig, sending it to me and I was like, no, no, I don't have the ability to do this. You should, you should be the one to apply for this job. I just couldn't even, I don't even know how I would do this job. And it literally was just like doing exactly what we do 
on the podcast. On time. See? Yes, great and, training. Yeah, and then like I think both you guys were just really supportive and so I applied for it and so yeah, that is what I do full time while I'm going back to school. Um but yeah, I I mean, I really like that gig. I like what we do. I talk about us quite a bit when people say, "What do you do for fun?" I'm like, "Well, I also podcast." Um and I would love to replace Terry Gross on Fresh Air. There, I said <laughs> That's it. That's right. Dave Davies, go away. Make sure. room yeah. for me in Pennsylvania or wherever it is. That's anyway, funny. but yeah, I would love that. Now, Brett, you started kind of like a, a bunch. You started a page uh, even before you had Beyond the Mouse. So I don't know if you wanted to talk a bit about that. But also, uh, did you ever have aspirations or have you ever thought about um, journalism? Hmm. No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> this is good enough. This is my this is my toe in the water experience. So, but 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 back to Vanessa for just a second, and then I'll answer your other question. But I think you know Vanessa came up with a term which I think is very. I think it's a great term um, that we are Disney journalists, and mm. you know when um, you know we do the movie reviews and we do you know trip reports and all of that. But you know over the past couple of years we've had such an amazing opportunity to speak with so many wonderful people and we take it very seriously and we do the homework and we read the books and we see the films which apparently the real professionals don't always do from the comments that we hear from our guests which is just amazing but anyway yeah so um oh but yeah so i'm so the whole disney journalist thing so i'm enjoying being a disney journalist yeah i am enjoying that but back to my humble beginnings here in the world of disney social media um because i because everyone knows me as the disney is the disney guy you know here in where every, anyone who knows me really and i uh, i wanted to create kind of a safe space for disney fans where we could totally disney geek out so i started dis fan central which um <laughs> which if there's ever a theme song for that um no copyright infringement intended but it's about you know it's kind of like i left my heart in dis fan central so <laughs> yes <laughs> nice so, yeah someone mentioned that i'm like going i left my heart in dis fan central anyway so <laughs> so yeah so i made it the safe space and first of all it was for central illinois uh, Disney fans, but it's kind of branched out to my friends that are in other places too. And, you know, Hey, here. So since we are beyond the mouse and we're talking to our Patreons and our other guests, if you're ever interested in, um, in joining Diz fan central, um, kind of there's, you know, some postings here and there, you know, now, but yeah, if you'd want a safe space to Disney kick out, just, you know, kind of, uh, let us know, and I will send you an invitation. Maybe even will come from James Mason. Who oh, knows? Wow. So oh, <laughs> did you know that um, Brett and I are going to start a series where James Mason and Bernadette Peters uh, <laughs> review things? The only thing is, um, I can only say, well, he says, I'm James Mason. I can only say I'm Bernadette Peters. That's it. That's, <laughs> That's great. I'll be my that only is, dialogue. That is James such Mason. good Patreon content. That is going James behind the paywall. Mason okay, perfect. So that is going beyond, are, behind the paywall for sure. But um, 
would I consider a career in journalism? It would have to be the exact right uh, situation. Would I, do I enjoy podcasting? Absolutely. Do I enjoy doing interviews? Absolutely. Would I enjoy it as a career? Um, it just take the right situation. So I don't want to ever say no to something. It's what I say to my students all the time when I'm advising them is that you never know where your career, or where your life's going to take you. And you just got to take it one step at a time and be adaptable. If you're not adapting, then you're not um, moving forward. And so that's what I would say as far as that is concerned. But oh, can Vanessa. I give some behind the scenes insight into this real quick? Because I'm sure some of the Patreons will have noticed after my hosting gig, because uh, I went into the group and made a video after. It is so not easy to do what Craig does on a mm -hmm. weekly basis for us. Mm -hmm. It's so challenging to host. It's like you can't be, well, for me, I can't really be funny and like creative. I am totally thinking about driving the bus and not crashing the bus and making sure we move on to our next question. And it is such a, oh my gosh, it's just such a hard thing. So I definitely think you could work in journalism. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and I've learned when I've done hosting, you know, <laughs> now it's not that I think Craig talks a lot, um, but <laughs> I, I have found, I have found that when you host, you kind of have to talk a lot. So I'm, you know, I'm giving you a free pass on that on occasion, just this one time. But anyway, <laughs> more than well, this is why I'm so easily forgettable because I'm just over here trying to Hardly. yap to the next question. So let's Hardly. transition to the next question. Michael, uh, go to beverage. It doesn't have to be alcoholic, can be alcoholic and non-alcoholic. And he wants on and off Disney property. So let's do on Disney property first. What is your go-to beverage? And then um, we can do off Disney property or just in our everyday life. What are we sitting around drinking? And you both look so flabbergasted that I will go first. And so my on, uh, you know... <laughs> This is like, it's so funny because I think it's probably the same answer for both. It depends on the situation. It's not like I'm drinking beer all of the time, but I am so much a beer drinker, even when I'm in the parks. Like I don't necessarily go for like the crazy drinks or like the crazy cocktails or like that. Just give me the different beers, especially if you're in Epcot, like doing the beers from around the world or whatever the case may be. But I will say that there are uh, a couple of beers that I think will become my go-to drinks. And those are the ones that are served at Geyser Point. <laughs> At Wilderness Lodge because I feel like I'll be there a lot over the next 40 years or so. And so uh, it's <laughs> wow. not called Elixir. What is it? El Elysian or something like that? I'll have to get the real name, but it's the Space Dust IPA. It's from a place out in Oregon because Wilderness Lodge, they bring in a lot of Pacific Northwest breweries to have on property there because they're supposed to be in the Pacific Northwest and Disney loves their theming. So that would be my answer on Disney property. Do you want me to do the off Disney property as well? You too? Sure. That way it gives you yeah. a little bit of time. Vanessa's like shaking her head like crazy. I have really switched over to a lot of sparkling water. So I didn't like it at first, but I used to be like, I used to drink pop like it was going out of style. And yes, it is pop, you too, uh, from central Illinois. But I used to drink so much Mountain Dew in high school and all that. I've switched now to more like sparkling water. Like that's what I'm drinking right now. I have a spiced apple um, 
sparkling water. It kind of tastes a little bit like uh, like an apple cider kind of thing. And then I also drink coffee like it's going out of style. And for my coffee, I traditionally do Joffrey's coffee because it gives me a little sense of like kind of being around Aww. the parks, right? So I do love my coffee. I love my sparkling water and I love my beer. That's basically what I drink uh, depending on the time of day. <laughs> it's what I'm drinking. So now, Brett, how about you? Uh, on or uh, off Disney property? Well, as of what? Hmm. I am caffeine free for two months. Wow. <laughs> no, two and a half. What? October, no, two and a half months. Um, prior to two and a half months ago, uh, Mountain Dew would be my go-to. As yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Mountain Dew, milk and water. And now it's uh, water and milk and sparkling. Uh, sparkling water or, you know, yeah, it's a lemonade, sparkling, sparkling ice is technically what I like. And, uh, with an occasional Sprite. Mm -hmm. So on property, um, you know, you being a Mountain Dew, uh, fan fiend, uh, on property is, is very, used to be very hard. And then you used to, you know, I would, uh, <laughs> I remember what this, I don't know, even somewhat recently, I remember ordering um, my Instacart from Publix, and when I get there, it was Diet Mountain Dew. I'm like, my vacation's ruined in a very dramatic flare. <laughs> and I'm like, going, I'm like, going, ruined, I tell you, ruined, no substitutions, no, you know, but I got over that. So, <laughs> but yeah, but oh, well, since you can't really tell, but I am wearing a Disney Wish brand shirt. That is fancy. Okay. And what I liked about, what I loved about ships is that you can, they have, you know, and Vanessa knows how much I like, you know, it's kind of like this, it's kind of like they back up a cow to this like machine and you'd lift up the little... <sighs> thing where is this and, going he's talking about well, milk. It's, it's, well anyway it's like Just it's endless milk <laughs> it's this endless milk you lift up this ball thing and you know and then you drink milk and so i'm like because i love milk and i've i've loved milk on the ships and it's cold and icy and wonderful okay so on the disney wish i would walk past you know all these beverages that you could get you know and i said oh there's my milk there's my milk with you know you lift up the thing and you get your glass and you get your milk and i'm like oh now this is whole milk and so <laughs> delicious i realized you know after like a day it's actually cream oh, <laughs> so no. it's like by the Brett, coffer that's so gross no it was so good and i'm like Brett going, so likes still, his so... milk straight from the udder what can we say? oh so, my goodness yeah so i'm like going because it's like endless it's like you can get it at any time and i'm like going you know forget about those cartons when i can you know go straight to the cow basically oh my god yeah. you know yeah endless so, like brett's cream. answer to this question he says cream. that i talk a lot vanessa but brett's i don't know chugging half and half is what i, <laughs> I am about had to get story. it in there it was so good so good uh, i still well, did right, it even guys. after i found out that nope, he's not done was. yet no i know I'm, like, I'm still basking in the milky glow of the Disney. I mean, and not only did you have endless milk, but this is an endless description of the milk that you had. So it is off. <laughs> That's like how better. much I love milk. <laughs> well, I'm lactose intolerant, so I All don't right. love milk. So any any on or off property drinks? What you drinking? 
Vanessa. <laughs> oh, me? Oh, I thought you were asking Brad I've to talked endlessly, so drinks. it's someone else's turn. Sorry. Okay. Um, okay. So on property, I typically just, I carry a pro tip. I carry a filtered water bottle with me so I can fill it up as I go. Because sometimes those cashiers are a little stingy on if they'll give you a, a glass of ice water or not. And also, or, um, Orlando water is weird to me, so I don't, I don't love it unless it's filtered. So here's my pro tip. Um, I will occasionally have a travel diet soda of some kind. Doesn't matter. Coke or Pepsi. I love an iced tea. But if you're in Disneyland, you must drink a mint julep mm. and you must get beignets mm -hmm. with it. That is the go-to drink in Disneyland. I have to say my new, they, they did have a frozen mint julep in Walt Disney World for, for a time. Um, and that was really good. But I have to say LeFou's brew is killing it. It's it's basically like an apple cider slushy. Uh, and that is awesome. I will try that next time I go. Other than that, it's basically water, coffee. I, I love iced coffee. And then even, <sighs> you know, not at the parks, iced coffee, iced tea, water. That's basically it. What's up, Brett? I forgot. I save my Starbucks experience to to only Disney parks. Oh, right. Typically only when it's cold because I will get a venti peppermint hot chocolate. <laughs> and I, you know, I walk past it at Target. No, because it's I'm not at Disney. So I save my I save my uh, my Starbucks experiences for Disney. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. So that's a beverage. Mm -hmm. Speaking of. Sure is peppermint hot chocolates when it's cold and around the holidays we had a question now this is a um more of a philosophical question are you a christmas eve person or a christmas day person so do you enjoy the feeling on christmas eve or christmas day i don't think that this pertains necessarily to being in the disney parks it's just saying are you a christmas day are you a christmas eve person and uh vanessa i think you're up to go first I know exactly what to answer here because I am that type of person that cannot enjoy a good thing because I'm too worried about losing that good thing. So it is Christmas Eve. There's an excitement. There's just like everybody's so nice to each other. If you go out to this, or Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Are you gonna, and then they want to know too, like, you're gonna see your family? You're doing anything special? Like, it's just such like the nicest time where everybody's actually getting along and it's lovely. And then, like, you watch Muppet Christmas Carol. So, I have a tradition I always watch <laughs> uh, some kind of a, a Christmas Carol the night before, and then I try to see how long I can get through it and how many ghosts I can see or, or. You know, I don't know. Are they called Christmas ghosts? Spirits. Spir spirits. Spirits. How many spirits I can see. And, um, you know, every year, like, I'm like, okay, next year, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it to the third one. I never do. So it's a lot of fun. And Muppet Christmas Carol, they even got that song. There's only one more sleep till Christmas. That is so fun to sing Christmas Eve. But on Christmas Day, it's all over. It's basically over. So <laughs> what is there to be joyful about on Christmas Day? I mean, maybe like the first, you know, few minutes of Christmas Day. But after that, it's all over. And then like my birthday comes and it's like, oh, it's such a, oh, so depressing. <laughs> I, you know, I think that like for me, this has really changed. So when it used to be Christmas Eve, because um, the tradition was grandparents and uh, my aunt would come over to our house and then uh, we would stay up and try to like 
trick them to think that we're still awake. So Santa, um, you know, we could see Santa and all of that. And so Christmas Eve very much became like that was sort of the thing we did. And then we actually woke up at like five in the morning and opened up all of our presents and stuff like that. But I, I think as I've grown older and like we're traveling or also with our little guy, like I think that uh, Christmas Day has really become that time for me. So to see his expression like on Christmas morning and to have those new traditions that we've established as a family, I, I just love it. And I love the feeling of Christmas. Like I am that guy that just like is like, give me the holidays. I love them. And I know that they can be stressful at times, but there's just something about them that I just absolutely love. Now, Vanessa, as you know, the 12 days of Christmas start on Christmas Day. So you got what? plenty of time. You got plenty of time. Yeah. Oh, That's... give me it. That is no one starting. No one's starting. Like all the Catholics, day. like all of us Catholics are starting on Christmas yeah, Day with the 12 yeah, days of Christmas. Yeah. By and what I get 12 drummers drumming by the end of it. I don't think so. I've never seen that. That doesn't happen. But I will tell you this I think I'm putting on my Christmas tree before Halloween even happens. <laughs> wow. You're ready for Already. it. This year. You're ready well, for it. Well, I start Halloween celebrations so early. I start them when Disney starts them, which is end of <laughs> August. So when Disney says pumpkins out, I am pumpkins out. And I think I'm ready to switch over to Christmas already. I'm excited. Well, now you don't, I don't know if um, Disney does this uh, on purpose, but like they typically take down their Christmas starting around January 6th or so, which happens to be the end of the 12 days of Christmas. So, I mean, I'm just saying that I think that they <laughs> are onto it as well. So Christmas way. Brett, Disney are you does. Christmas okay. Eve or Christmas day? Um, well, to, <laughs> of course I'm both. That is like, like, not an acceptable answer. Sure it is. Sure. Growing up, um, it would do uh, Christmas Eve uh, with one set of grandparents and relatives in that side of the family. And then Christmas Day was my family and then the other side of the family, you know. So but but you said that you got you got up at 530 in the morning. Mm -hmm. I would try to wake my wake up my parents and they said, no, another, you know, because I'd probably start at like two at the morning or something like that. <laughs> and, you know, I so distinctly remember one year, I think probably before I could tell time or had a clock in my in my uh, room, I figured out that uh, that the furnace would run for about 20 minutes. So I counted the times the furnace ran to sort of tell sure. time. Yeah, to tell time. So, you know, I, yeah, so it was time, that, you know, yeah. I so you're so like, Mom, Dad, wake up. The furnace ran 23 times. Yes, yeah. it's time, you know. That you said, so funny. Yeah, so, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, let's keep moving right along because we've got some really good questions. Now, we also have some questions that are more pertaining to the parks. And so we've literally done episodes on this topic. So let's try to keep this one as brief as possible to okay. maybe just like a, a brief explanation of why you think it is the way it is. We did just get a uh, notice that the cost of Genie Plus is likely going up most of the time. So Keith is actually planning a Disney vacation. I believe that he said June of next year. And he's asking, is Genie Plus worth the price? And here's what I will say to that. I think it is for my family, for the most part. I am a little bit sad. It's going to cost us $22 uh, every time we go. They did say that it's going to be kind of like flex, right? That some days it might be 15 But there's also reports that all 
already in October, which is not necessarily the busiest time of year. It is $22 a day. So I'm expecting to pay $22 a day per person. I do like the idea of being able to jump around and not have to wait in lines. Um, and for me, it is a good use because we like to get up early. We do some of the rides through rope drop, and then we can kind of use our Disney plus, uh, throughout the day. And we've our Disney plus so many pluses. We can use our genie plus throughout the day. And I found some value in that. And I like the idea, especially, you know, people tell you not to use it in Epcot. I love it in Epcot because there are so many attractions that have like a 35 minute wait. I'd rather not wait 35 minutes and just use my, you know, Genie Plus to just get on it. So that's, uh, I have really enjoyed it, but we did do an episode. It was episode 151. Justin and I broke down Genie Plus and I'd uh, tell you to go to that too. But what do you think, Brett? Is it worth the price? Uh, since sometimes or oftentimes I am a single traveler, I'm also a rope dropper, early to the parker person. So, um, but I have purchased Genie Plus, and I think that I will be a little bit more careful in my choices about that because there have been times when I purchased it and didn't even use it, which that is a serious waste. So I think um, it sort of depends on the park for me. I think that it's, for me, it's a good value at, um, at, at Magic Kingdom, um, sometimes at the studios, but other than that, that's probably where I will make those purchases. But yeah, so okay, so yeah, yeah. So not all the time, but sometimes. Not all right? the time. Depends sometimes, on... and it depends on you know when I've gone last. <laughs> so mm. like going, I can still remember things from my last time there. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, you know, Vanessa. So I follow the boards, the Facebook group comment section when they post topics like this and from what i can tell it's hit or miss for some people some people go and they have a great time because they're able to write a lot of attractions other people go they use it and hardly anything is available for them and it, it does feel like a waste of money or like they're being i don't know scammed in some way i think disney right now that you almost to, to alleviate yourself of the stress of worrying about, are we going to get to go to this ride? Are we going to get to do that? Are we going to get make it to here? Is my kid going to be upset? I think you almost have to get Disney or Genie Plus. I think the people who absolutely really love it probably didn't use the fast pass system the way that I did, which is piecemealed one at a time is a lot like a max pass in Disneyland, which was amazing. Uh, Brett turned me on to that, but I think you have to get it. It's not always going to be the value that you want, but a lot of times it, it might. So I would say get it and hope for the best. That's great. All right. So Keith, st sticking with Keith here, he wants to know what's the one must do in Disney. You get one thing, one must do in Disney, Brett. <laughs> okay. You're going to have to... Get a, one really, a, a gut reaction. Do. One must do. Uh, wow. Uh, hmm. You want me to go? Yes, please. As of now, pirates. Oh. 
and then I could just, I and just, then I get to walk around the park the rest of the time. Well, and I'll tell you what, pirates and watch is, the performers. Pirates is so popular amongst like all the Imagineers we've talked to and everybody else. But pirates is a pretty good answer. I would say haunted mansion. Since well, I'm see, just going to say that. I sometimes it, go back and forth between those two, but when I really think about it, I do love a boat ride. You mm. do, you mm-hmm. do. Yes, I have a. I have much like Brett, like over there, you know, you're like, okay, we'll break it down into park and then section of park and all that. I can come up with one experience everywhere, but I will say that the one thing that I was able to experience in March, and then actually I didn't end up doing it in August because we didn't go to Hollywood studios at all. But uh, I would say that the one must do for right now, if you haven't been, if you haven't just walked into galaxy's edge and seen what Disney Imagineering can do when they want to put you into a movie, when they want to immerse you into a land like that, uh, it's just pretty, it's, it's spectacular. Mm -hmm. So I would say galaxy's edge question for Brett Mm -hmm. theming wise, which one feels more immersive, a galaxy's edge or cars land. Because Craig hasn't mm. been, that's why I can't ask him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm not laughing at all in that situation. Um, well, there's nothing. Well, there's nothing like either park, either places at night. Um, but to, I would say uh, Galaxy's Edge at night. Interesting. I was going to say away. Cars. It's just, I mean, because it's otherworldly, you know, there's the whole, the whole sort of Star Wars. You feel that you are living the Star Wars story. With cars, it's like they bring like the whole, like, it feels like the Grand Canyon is just over the edge. You know, it's incredible. I even showed pictures to someone recently and they're like, oh, is that the scenery? I'm like, no, this is man-made. This is incredible. It's, and I don't, I'm not a huge fan of that film series but it's awesome Mm, and that's thanks to brett for making me go so now greg woods has another question that i think is specifically directed at me and it says what is it going to take for you to finally go to disneyland and i will tell you that do you think i (laughs) yeah i think that that is specifically geared towards me um apparently got some hate coming from greg woods way no i i absolutely i can't wait to the day that we go to disneyland the thing is and uh, it has come up a couple of times, like, do we want to do little trips or what about D23 Expo and, and all of this? I really want to see Disneyland with my family first. Mm-hmm. I want to be there with my son. I want to be there with my wife. And so uh, it would be it's difficult to plan a trip with the school calendars and things like that. But we are going to make it happen, especially now that we uh, hopefully can try for things like um Californian, Grand Californian and things. I know that that's difficult from a DVC standpoint, but that also changed things a lot. I mean, the fact that we bought into DVC this summer, um, certainly now it's like, okay, well, we're going to stay where we can get the rooms. And there is one resort currently at Disneyland and there are like 14 resorts at Disney World. So that also is like, you know, um, it's a bit difficult at the moment to to plan a trip, but hopefully in the near future. And I do know that, and Brett, I totally see you flexing your fingers and doing whatever it is that you're doing over there. Um, are you giving me the wrap it up sign? I don't know. What no, that is. Uh, no, but, no. But uh, I, really quickly, I do know that it has been hinted at that the uh, potentially the Disney dad's trip is going to be um, maybe returning out to Disneyland. They had a trip scheduled before COVID and 
And so maybe something like that could be a lot of fun too. But yes, Brett. Or, you know, a vacationette with your fellow co-hosts. That's, Hello. That's what I was I'm like going, to, what? I casually mentioned this to Craig recently. I was like, you know, because here's the thing, Craig, if I personally feel like if you try to do this all during D23, well, I don't know. You're like the little energizer bunny. I don't know how you do it, but like. I think it'd be too much. I don't think you'd get to enjoy every moment if you try to do it with D23. I think so we'll be out I there before D23. I hope so. Good. You've got yeah. two years. But again, I don't I, I I don't want to Disneyland means an awful lot to our entire family, I think, at this point. And so I yeah. don't want to go without my entire family. So that is what the holdup is. Um, but continuing to move on. Uh, I want to ask, actually, we haven't asked a question from John uh, yet, so I want to do that. I, he has a great question. What would you want to have in your house from a Disney attraction? So you can go and steal anything from a Disney attraction uh, and you can put it in your house as some kind of souvenir, whatever the case may be. What is it that you would like to steal? Uh, maybe borrow, maybe get on loan from the parks from a Disney attraction and put it in your house. And Vanessa, I think you're up first. So this is a challenge. Um, first of all, I have to say, I like to, I really do like calling us Disney journalists because um, not that there is, there is nothing wrong with being a super fan. I love that. I'm just not a super fan. And what happens when you talk about Disney all the time is people are like, Oh, I saw this house that is everything Mickey Mouse. You must want this for yourself. And I'm like, no, actually, I don't. Uh, <laughs> uh -huh. Like, literally, after every single Disney vacation I go on, by the end of it, I'm like, I'm not coming back to this. I'm not doing this for a very long time. I am so Disneyed out. I won't watch any Disney vloggers. And then it'll creep back into my life and I'll think, well, let's see if I win again. But it's, it's, I don't, I can't think of, can you guys give me some ideas to get me thinking? Cause generally when people say like, what do you want from Disney? I say nothing, but I have um, one. Um, what, what do you I don't have? Know if, it's a cheat, if it's a, no, it's not cheating. It's from a Disney attraction, but Brett, you raised your hand actually. Did you have one first before I go? Well, sure. Yes. And since you're saying it's on loan, well, it's probably in it's probably in an archive area somewhere, but it's, and you, you probably, you both aren't familiar with it unless you've watched the video of the original Journey into Imagination, but there is this sort of pastel wall that's like etched glass. Cool. And because of all the different lights, the way the, the, way the lights are, are, are uh, shining on it, it's just this multicolored prismatic pastel colored you know, gorgeousness. That's what I would have because they're not using it. So I might as well. Tony, that's right. you, can, can, we, Tony? can you source that for me? <laughs> yeah, maybe source maybe Tony could give you his uh, original figment uh, that he showed us during the interview. No, I <laughs> mine. Uh, it I, I'm staying in Hollywood Studios. I'm going to one man's dream and give me Walt's desk out of one man's Ooh, dream. I'd love to have that. That's a good one. In my oh. house. Man, so. can you imagine? Oh, you'd have to write a masterpiece on that if you got that. Holy smokes. <laughs> what if you failed? Oh, that'd just be terrible. That'd be so amazing, though. I'm wow. going to make you proofread it. You know okay, that. So. <laughs> well, I can't think of anything creative like that. The only thing I'm thinking you need of a boat. is like you know, a boat. A well, boat. yeah, I was thinking like maybe if I could get like 
the spaceship Earth lights thing because it's very you know at the end when oh, you're going oh yeah 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 reversing it's like a, the mirrors and the it's, lights uh-huh it's, very it's like curtains of lights yeah yeah uh b bonner told me that made her claustrophobic but i like it i, I like it too great no partner statue in the front yard brett mm, no. i guess it's not necessarily it's so from an attraction clever. so all right all right well Let's continue to move on. Uh, let's just do a couple of more because we're almost already at an hour. Imagine that. But we'll have these again for our patrons now. That is a tease to all of you that won't be getting this content again to come and join our Patreon. Uh, we'd love to have you over there. Kelby Kelby asked a killer last question, by the way. So we're going to come to Kelby for his mm. last question too. But this involves cruising. So outside of the Caribbean, where would you like to go on your first international Hawaii or Alaska would count in this uh, Disney cruise. Where would you want to go? And I'll say that I think it's really fun that they just announced that they're going to be going to Australia and New Zealand. I think that that would be a blast, wouldn't it? Like though, yes. th that's an area of the the world, especially New Zealand with all of these amazing like fantasy pieces and things like that, that are being filmed there. I would love to visit New Zealand. Plus uh, Kiwis just seem like nice people. Right. So I think that that would be my number one with a bullet to go to New Zealand uh, on a Disney cruise. I think that would be fun to do like the port excursions and just to see the beauty of that side of the world that I've never experienced before. Um, Vanessa, you're shaking your head. Yeah, that that's what came to mind when I read that question before. Um, I will say that I have a hard time as much as I, okay, now, now you're like, you're a crazy lady because you just said that you don't like to go back to Disney. I did say that. I absolutely did. But here's what happens. Then I start thinking about other places I could go and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to Europe or I'm going to go to Hawaii. And then I start thinking about the things that I would enjoy, like arts and entertainment and being safe. Safety is a big thing for me. And then I start thinking, well, like. I could just go to the German pavilion and Epcot. I could just, I want to go to Africa, animal kingdom. Here I come, you know? So it's, it's really hard for me to pick an international location, but I think cruising could be the perfect way. Disney cruising, because I won't ever do those other ships again. Um, Disney cruising could be the perfect way to actually see the real world. But like with that Disney safety, mm -hmm. Disney flair exactly. for storytelling in mind, because I just, I don't know about you guys, but do you go on these trips and you feel like, like especially some other cruise lines, like it's like over here, tourist over here. And it's mm -hmm. just everything feels kind of cheap and slightly unsafe. Like you could very well die on excursion if it's not. Well, like... That's why we didn't get off at NASA, honestly, like because yeah, we wanted to just stay on like kind of the Disney Santa. bubble. Anna's always wanted to do like a transatlantic cruise because now like she's mm -hmm. also a big fan of the Titanic. I don't know what that says about uh, maybe maybe she's <laughs> hoping maybe she's hoping women and children go first. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, uh, Brett, what about you? Yeah, those uh, those. I don't know they're called they have a special name when they're like when they do the transatlantic sort of thing it's it's like a placement I don't know it's like yeah it has a special word you're it's right like it, re is a repositioning a reposition a repositioning? or something yeah. yeah that would be cool because then you know well I've had friends that have like you know been uh during the construction phase when they are traveling from uh, Germany or Italy or whatever, you know, to come to the U.S. to go to Port Canaveral, I guess 
um, you know, sometimes they're, well, they're at different stages of ready. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes they're working at all hours, you know, as they cross, as they cross the Atlantic. But, uh, but anyway, so yeah, a repositioning cruise would be kind of fun. But, it would you know, be kind now of that I can actually talk to you people now because I have been on a Disney cruise. You so have been. I'm like going, I can talk to you people. In and fact, have... I told my cabin steward person, woman, that I'm like going, I do this podcast and, you know, I and forever. I mean, I was excluded from the Disney cruise uh, podcast that, you know, the one time. And I'm like going, and so now, haha, I can talk about cruises with my co-host so mm -hmm. <laughs> you're right i'm That's happy right. about that have, and right. have you done any of the other cruise lines like carnival or whatever back in the day i was okay. on the big red boat no mm -hmm. that would not be the premier cruise premier cruise premier cruise That's lines a bingo card item you know bingo premier he said big bingo. <laughs> you know um all right, so let's answer a couple more questions. I will say that Michael provided us maybe like a, a future episode, whether that's patron only or not. But Michael's question uh, was saying, pick a, a dream Disney vacation, length, resort, number of park days, and one signature meal. That's an episode in and of itself. So we will come back to that later. We'll put that out in the universe that we're going to do that. But I do want to ask, um, going back to Keith's question, why are you so passionate about Disney? What What is it about Disney that makes you so passionate about it? And then, like I said, we're going to come to Kelby's for uh, our last question. So let's start to wrap this thing up. And uh, I got to say that, like, so for me, I think that my passion for Disney has always been there. I always loved the films. I always loved the movies uh, that were live action. I kind of grew up on a lot of the old live action, uh, watching it with my babysitter at the time. And then, you know, of course, things like the Rocketeer. And when they started to acquire things I love, like Pixar and Marvel and Star Wars, it just made sense. But I would say that, you know, it was really starting to go to the parks. And I didn't really start to go to the parks until around 2012 as an adult. And it was that feeling of just like, having a place you could go where you really could forget about a lot of the outside things going on. Um, and then also just be able to kind of live that childlike wonder a little bit. And I understand that the parks can be stressful. Absolutely feel like you need a vacation from your vacation, but there's just something about being on property there that uh, really has become a place for both me and Anna that, we just uh, love it. We we love going back there. And, and honestly, that's why we bought into DVC. So we'll be back there an awful lot uh, over the next several decades. But it's uh, it's great. I, I love it. And I, I think that that's what makes me so passionate about it. And I also love, I, I real quick, addendum, sorry. We ask a lot about inclusion and representation to a lot of our guests because I feel that's important as the, you know, the the white guy that has been uh, seen a lot in movies and everything else. I think it's really cool that we're growing up in an age where the Disney films, because Disney plays a vital role in how a lot of children see the world. And I think it's pretty cool that they've started to make sure that they're putting in that inclusivity as well. It feels like uh, a corporation that feels like they know that they have a responsibility. And even if they get pushed back for it, they're continuing to do it. And to me, that's pretty neat. Yeah. 
they're they're making a lot of decisions that are profit driven and money driven but uh it would be a lot easier for them to not try to make sure that these voices are heard and just continue to bring out film after film and make lots of money but they've made it a point to say no this matters and we're going to make sure that people get to see themselves in film and in animated specials and everything else. I think that's very cool. And so it makes me help. It, it, it kind of helps uh, when I think like, oh, Disney's this kind of big corporation, isn't it? But you know what? They're doing a lot of good out there too. And I appreciate that. Sorry for the lengthy answer. Um, but Brett, Vanessa, who wants to go next? I'll go. Okay. I think um, Disney has always spoke to me at, the place that I'm at, that I'm at. So when I'm a child, um, I'm watching Disney animated films um, in theaters and watching things on TV and it's entertaining and all that. And then um, having the experience of going to the parks was, was like the next level, which, you know, uh, that kind of uh, cemented my, <laughs> my love for Disney. And since that time, it's kind of like wherever I am in my life, it's sort of when I go to the parks or see Disney films and such, it speaks to wherever I am um, as far as, you know, either if it's a kind of a, for a time being, there was, you know, I would look at uh, how productions were created and kind of the sort of theatrical sort of way how things are created. And then uh, as I became a digital media artist, I would look at how, um, how, art is created in, in, in architecture and the textures and colors and color palettes and color stories and all of that. Um, I've traveled with, uh, with friends that have very much enjoyed, you know, uh, uh, horticulture. And so I see it through their eyes. So where, wherever I am in my life, I see Disney through those eyes and because there's such detail and such quality um, it's a learning experience and it's also just very pleasant to be around. So that's why I continue to love all things Disney. Mm -hmm. I think for me, thinking back and, and who knows if this is the reality or if this is just how my brain remember, remembers it. But I think when I would go to Disney as a kid, it was probably the happiest my family ever was like and the safest I ever felt and just the most excited I ever felt growing up and like to the point where I would dream pretty regularly about going to Disney and just wanting to go back and just it's like wanting to get a dog like you, that feeling you have like I just want a puppy I don't know if any of you have that feeling but like it's like like oh, I just gotta get to Disney I just I gotta get there and and so I've always kind of had that feeling it's something I connected with my family with over and then when my dad passed I really dove into it like because vlogging started coming out and so then there were like other people out in the world that like like Disney too mm -hmm. and like you can see them and they talk about it and it's not unusual and it just kind of builds that excitement to be talking about it and and now I as the older I get you know you appreciate new things and for me it's like I I could go to New York and see some excellent theater I absolutely could it would cost me a fortune to be there for so many days and see so many shows it'd be really expensive or I can go to Disney World 
and I can see the Philharmonic uh, marching band on Main Street. I can go around Epcot and see those fantastic performers. I can um, listen. I hear the the Green uh, Army marching. The percussion group is coming back to Hollywood Studios, which is really exciting. And then on top of it, you have all this incredible storytelling. You know, a lot of I know it's not theater, but there's a lot of parallels between the way that the um, Imagineers storytell and the way that theaters storytell. And there's a lot of overlap. It's, it's exactly what I enjoy. And so, yeah, Disney is making it harder for the everyday person to afford to be able to go. But for me personally, if I want to get that amount of entertainment in one day, it is still and feel safe. It is still a heck of a lot cheaper than for me to go out to New York. Now, I'm not telling you you shouldn't go to New York. Absolutely should go to New York. Those people are doing fantastic things. But that is a, a draw for me to go to Disney World is just because of the quantity of what I get to do in a, in a short amount of time and with so many dollars. This is a ridiculous way to look at it, but I have thought about it. And I know that you've thought about it this way too, Vanessa, just like breaking it down, like what you're doing per hour or per like whatever is like, once you break down that cost, it, it, it does start to help that situation a little bit more. And I understand that costs are rising all the time and that it's we're we are, it's great that we're able to go as often as we're able to go, but but yeah, so I, I totally understand uh, all of that as well. Last question from Kelby. What's your quintessential Disney World advice? One piece of quintessential advice. Brett, hand up right Rope away. Drop. Rope, Rope drop. drop. Rope drop. Get out of bed and go. You are there only a, for a distinct amount of time. You need to get out of bed and go. Okay. What about you, Vanessa? Don't feel like you have to do it all. Keep in mind that you are a human being when your body has needs like sleep and rest and hydration and food. And that those things are also important for you and your children to have an enjoyable day. Don't feel like it can. I have the same feeling when I get there. I'm like, oh, I got to go do this. I got to go do this. I got to go do this. And if your body just can't take it, that's okay. That just means you get to come back. Mm -hmm. I would definitely like mine is probably very much in line with you, Vanessa. And well, and first of all, Brett, I absolutely rope drop all the time. So yours is extremely good advice as well. But mine is just to appreciate all the, the little moments and the little things. It's very rare that like when I get back from a vacation, it's the rides or the attractions that I remember. I mean, this first time going on uh, Cosmic Rewind, I certainly remember that. Um, I certainly remember going on Rise of the Resistance the first time. But I, it's not like that, you know, having to make sure I go on XYZ ride and then I go to this ride and all that. That's not necessarily what I remember. I remember the look on my son's face when we were going through Living with the Land. And he was just like amazed by all these plants and vegetables and things like that that they were growing back there and i remember the little moments on main street where i get to see anna so excited about just being on this street right and finding little things that she can do too to to help throughout the day and just like to really enjoy herself it's those things that i remember it's not necessarily 
all the big moments that you would think. And so just enjoy the little moments and carry those with you. That's what I would say. And I, I really um, think that that's something that will lead to hopefully a good vacation for you. But holy moly, this has been fun tonight. This is a... Uh, so this is, again, like we might do bonus episodes like this. We might just talk about Disney news, especially if there's something big that comes up. We might um, get on to like a, a, a Zoom call with all of you if you want to and chat one month. I think that could be fun too. So if you want to continue to hear these types of things, please join our Patreon. If you just go to patreon.com slash beyond the mouse, you can find it there. And anybody in that kind of six month, our $6 and up uh, tier will be able to get access to these types of episodes. And then we've been having a, a ton of fun in that private Facebook page, which that's open to everybody that's on our Patreon. And we've just been like diving in there. And actually what's been kind of fun and maybe something that we're going to kind of continue to do is doing post-show recaps a bit of the, whether that be the interviews or even uh, maybe an episode here and there as well. But we're going into the holiday season. It's going to be really fun and exciting. And we hope that you join us on our patron. Uh, and we really do appreciate those of you that already have. I'll tell you that, you know, when you're launching something like this, you're nervous that no one's going to join you in this kind of an effort. And so it's great to have that support. And we really do thank you. Uh, we thank you a lot. It's just uh, amazing. So now, guys, what do, what do we do for a sign-off now? Can you do your patron thing again, Vanessa? Oh, how did it go? Um, Patreon, Patreon. We no wait, that's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm not yeah. it. was kind of Spider-Man. For sure, I, Spider I wasn't gonna really say that, but you know. So. Uh, uh, okay, we'll just we'll cut work the, on that. We'll, we'll cut the beginning that. and insert here. We're we're going away to go away. We'll see you later. Patreon. Uh, I think we need Everybody. to work on this. <laughs> okay. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. But thank you for your support. Thank we really you. do appreciate you uh, and more from us in the future. Cool.